0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks, that's that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy, Buzz. I am joined by my dude, Tony, a.k.a. Tony on Tap. And we are here to recap an unfortunate White Sox loss to the goddamn twins 8-5. to five. Before we do that. Be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at SoxOnTap and OntapSportsNet. Follow my dude Tone Bone at TonyOnTap and following me at BuzzOnTap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. And check out Grandstand. Do you need any White Sox gear like this cool T-shirt I'm wearing right now? Go to Grandstand. Check them out on socials at GrandstandSox. Or if you can't make it down by the Paul Park to visit them, Go to grandstandsocks.com. Order whatever you need. Grandstand. Check them out. Tony, it's uh 4th of July weekend. Um, most of us had Monday off, which is awesome. A rare three-day weekend in the summer. Uh, great to see. But uh, our White Sox are losers of three straight. I don't feel great. I'm a little irritated. But I'm here with you. And my night just got better. Because when I'm with you, we already know what's going to happen. A little bit of the crack a action crack them so yes. let's let's talk some baseball man how you doing Let's do it. I'm not doing great. Um, this has been this has been a fucking terrible weekend when it comes to White Sox baseball. Let's I'm not lie, man, dude. I'm sorry. You it know, just it got me right away. No, I'm not great. Um, I'm a little irritated. I feel like if there was a time to say is Tony Matt online, it's probably right it's now. It's right. It's right now. It's right now. It's right now. I'm trying to you know use things to make me feel better, like Budweiser. You know, just all the other. You'd be so stuff. proud of me. And, I drank like four of them today. Mm. I did. Hey, congratulations! Thank with you. Your hair on your chest. I did. Um, I did. I did. <laughs> that's great, man. That's great. Uh, you know, I'm a little irritated. Uh, maybe yeah. Man Online. Maybe maybe some meatball takes coming tonight because this was just another game that should have been winnable for the Chicago White Sox that wasn't. And yes, before we go any further, Buzz PSA for everybody, as they like to say on Twitter.com. You could be mad about this team's performance over stretches. You can be completely pissed off as a fan and yet still believe that this team has the talent and the wherewithal to get to the promised land. And I'm putting myself in that camp. I'm not straddling any fences. I could be mad about things that's going on with this team right now because, look, Buzz, as this show starts out and as – The uh, saying goes in our intro, it all starts right here, taking care of business, right in the Central Division. That's the Minnesota Twins. That's the Detroit Tigers. And the White Sox, who have performed great against those teams so far this year, uh, really shat the bad this weekend. And that grinds my gears just a little bit. How about you? Oh, no, I definitely should. And I love that you point out on that fact, Tony, because you are critical of the team, and this is just us talking. Like you could, whether like whether or not you love the show or you hate the show, whatever you do or whatever your opinion is or it isn't, you can have an opinion that the team played like shit and still support the team. So I, I want I want to validate your opinion uh, with an agreement here. Um, it's absolutely ridiculous the ridicule that you can get on Twitter.com if you are against uh, 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 the team and how they played one day because oh well they'll just bounce back. Well, listen, man. We don't have a lot of room to bounce back. Let's just win the games that we can win because I, I'm be honest with you all. I have no fucking idea how the Chicago White Sox with everything they've went through this year are 16, right? 16 games above 500. Um, and how they're in first place in the AL central. I couldn't tell you, but you have to take advantage of these games. You're going to lose some, you're going to win some, no doubt about it. But the play this weekend has been abysmal, um, Kind of made the mm-hmm. weekend a little shitty if you're a baseball fan. I know, oh my God, back off real quick because if I say that, I'm going to get attacked. Um, you know, I'm not attacking anybody in general. It was just the White Sox baseball sucked this weekend, man. They didn't win. So as a Sox fan, you're upset, right? Yeah, you you are. And they, they, they played some very uninspiring games with large stretches uh, of innings gone by with lack of offense or frustrating plays on defense. We're going to get into uh, how I feel about Zach Collins uh, in a little bit, but um, you know there, there was just way too many things that have gone wrong for the Chicago White Sox over the past three games to not be a little mad about them. Are you in my camp right here with that statement that you've had it? You've had enough little league bullshit happen once again uh, to not be a little bit upset. No, I mean the fielding's been pretty shitty. I think we had that in text message last night. You know, I mean, there's, there's things that it looks like guys are just going through the motions and it's just something that's very frustrating when you're leaving the tie. I know we didn't have a, uh, a show last night and I want to apologize to people if they were waiting for it, if they weren't, whatever, but it was the 4th of July yesterday. So, you if know, we- you weren't, okay. So for first off, I'm glad you apologized to everybody. My first meatball take of the day is if you were waiting for the show to come out last night, and weren't outside watching fireworks. You're doing it um, wrong. You're doing it. You're doing Fourth of July wrong. So we yeah. apologize if if uh, that comes off a little controversial. I've seen so many controversial takes about fireworks over the past few days, Buzz. I don't know if I want to get into them right now. Why not? Uh, why Why can't we? we, we maybe this we is literally it. Sunday Fun Day for yeah, us. we both kinda, have to work tomorrow, is, and we is. both had today off because of the is holiday Sunday Fun Day. But there's a lot of people out there online on various platforms who, you know, have somehow come against the fireworks. I heard it disturbs the fishes. I heard the rabbits can't find their way back home. I, I understand it upsets your dogs. My dog hasn't slept in two days. He slept all day today. It was glorious. Um, he, he was finally getting some rest during the day-to-day. I understand that it, it can affect your pets, and I'm sensitive to that. Uh, But there is nothing better than fireworks because fireworks remind me of White Sox home runs and freedom and the great country that we live in, which is the United States of America buzz uh, that people fought for our freedom uh, to be able to enjoy uh, days like the 4th of July and and holidays and stuff like that. So I'm a big supporter of fireworks. I love what they symbolize. I love what they do. Um, And just being a kid and seeing the awe of the firework, it's ingrained in me from watching the Sandlot. Uh, you know the you know the scene, Buzz. Absolutely. Uh, the Sandlot movie, uh, down to the fact of just being a kid in awe of watching fireworks when Frank Thomas hits home runs. I love fireworks. It's been that way since I was a kid. So I, I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm a fireworks supporter, uh, and I always will be. Uh, sensitive to your concerns, but um, you know, one night of the sky being lit up and some. Some loud noises, I think, is a small price to pay for the freedom that you get to enjoy it, by living here. It was a cool 4th of July for me because I, uh, you know, I got, uh, I've, as you and I have had conversations in the past, I have a few cousins that are in the service that serve our country, and uh, my little brother. Uh, Michael and Anthony, both of them. I love them very much. Um, my half brothers, but they're still my brothers. I love them very much. They will be joining the service uh, as soon as they get out of high school here. So that's that's their plan. Um, so, yeah, no, we, uh, I didn't get to see them, but uh, we talked on the phone. Had a great time. Watched fireworks. I brought Ren to see some fireworks here in New Lenox, Illinois. Uh, it was a great time. Had a watched a great show. And uh, yeah, that was it. But I mean, again, I can't lie to you that I was a little irritated with White Sox baseball. Yes, um, I'm back on that. I'm sorry for going off on a no, tangent. No, you're not. Like no, you're keep, not. Normally, we keep that stuff. Oh come on, out we're, of we're cracking beers here, beer, but a, we're cracking beers. We're this enjoying isn't a the fucking rest, podcast the rest of eating. the Fourth of July weekend, yeah. Buzz. But you are correct. You don't have the, any the shit one thing, down here. The come one thing, the one thing, the one thing that uh, we did not enjoy was White Sox baseball. No, and I love watching White Sox baseball, man. And, and again, I wasn't trying to talk over Tone there, but we don't have a fucking spreadsheet or a notebook about what we're going to talk about. This is literally That's Tony and I haven't even, on the show. Fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's fair. But uh, this is literally Tony and I haven't got to talk in 2 days really because we had family shit and holiday shit going on and we're we're here with beers and we're talking about what we witnessed. Um Tony, obviously I don't want to get too much into the Detroit series because we lost it. Um, and it wasn't great, but coming into today's game, which is Monday, uh, if you're listening to this, it might be Monday night or Tuesday morning on your way to work. The Sox should have beat the Minnesota twins and they had ample opportunity to do so. And it did not work out. Uh, I don't know if you want to get into the breakdown of this game, um, I just I really need our guys to have it more and by our guys I mean Dylan Cease and Lucas Gilito. I cannot have back-to-back starts like that. Yeah, you know what? I don't really want to get into the the breakdown of the Lucas Giolito start. Now there's a lot no, that's we don't going have to. Yeah. There's a lot that's going on with that one and I there is a general topic that I do want to discuss briefly if we have time. Let's do it. Uh, but I'll, I'll I'll table this one until after because I want to get into today's while it's fresh in the mind. Dylan Cease comes out. Looks good in the first buzz. Um, But, you know, one of the things that I was harping on last year was Dylan Cease's inability to get through those first three innings that first time through the order without giving up the long ball. And the guy that I hate the most, Max Kepler of the Minnesota twins who just always seems to spoil something for me and my happiness. I think he's got it out for me personally, uh, Max Kepler. Like, I don't know if I've ever gone to a Sox twins game where like Max Kepler, if he's in the lineup, hasn't done something ridiculous in the field or rake, uh, you know, he homers on what was one of the worst hanging curve balls that I've ever seen Dylan cease throw. And that right there just set the tone for the entire night for me. Yeah, no, it's fair. Uh, I felt like um, Dylan Cease came out in the, you know, in the first and his breaking ball had some shit. I don't know. Do you agree with that? It had some shit. And I was like, oh my God, he's got it working. So now Tony, as you know, if your breaking ball is working, what do you need? You need your fastball. You got to pair them babies. You need some command. You need a little bit of command. You need that command. And if you got it, what's going to happen? That's a fucking dub. He's got the shit to do it. Yep. And uh, again, it's typical Dylan Cease. You got it, and then you don't. And I like Dylan Cease. Listen, the 4.140 RA he's rocking right now ain't terrible for where he is in the rotation with how young he is. But my God, when we don't have the offense half the time, I know they've been scoring at a pretty decent rate lately, but again, look at your opponent. You need to have it, man. You need so to have. Don't, don't discount. Don't discount the fact that the White Sox offense has been pretty stagnant here. Uh, I know we're talking Dylan Cease, but the, the offense has been stagnant. Now, and I'm going to try and remove the weekend series in Detroit just because you're down Yasmani Grandal and Yon Mancata. But th- there comes a point with this, and it gets so it gets so compacted by the injuries here. But this offense has had some trouble of late, and I'd even go back. To the Astro series before we had the the triumphant return of the White Sox offense against Minnesota at home. Like you can kind of date this back to the Houston Astro series, the struggles and the kind of feeling with this team where it's like you're playing some uninspiring baseball. Uh, at Nicker the uh, on uh, on Periscope commented and used the word uninspired and that that's exactly the how I feel about this is they they've played some uninspired baseball and I don't know if that's injuries on top of things or just guys all going through slumps at the same time but it feels like we're grasping at straws here so when when it comes to Dylan Cease he's got to be perfect man like that's that's what it is and we've seen that out of the rotation Really, when you're looking at Dylan C coming into this year, you have question marks. These are the question marks that were there before. So unless he's fucking perfect, dude, you've got problems. Well, and that's the thing, is too. I feel like it could be unfair to him a little bit. Um, obviously, on a competing team, no one wants to hear that because you're competing for what at the end of the day? A championship, correct? We're competing for a World Series. So you don't want to hear that it's like, oh, well, it's unfair to him because, you know, A, B, or C which AB and probably C in this case are right because it's nothing but injuries and just obstacles that mm-hmm. you have to comp- you have to you know keep climbing and and the fact of the matter this is it's worst game of Frogger it is and the fact of the matter is Tony the Sox offense didn't start really popping again until about June 27th and that's Sox, when the Sox the night when we were there Right. I guess when we were there and we they, hit, they started hitting home runs. Yes. It was June 27th against Seattle is when it really started popping off. And then the Sox start. Well, we were there for that one. And then we were there for the 13 to 3 beatdown on Wednesday, June 30th. So the Sox offense really started coming alive within the last, what would you say, week and two days? And, and that's fine. So the last three games, they've scored 15 runs, 5 5 and 5 unfortunately, five runs ain't enough. Yeah, It's sad to say that, too. It is it, Well, I'm not, I'm not happy you know, I have, about it. But. I had somebody actually come back at me. I forget what the point I made or said was uh, on that uh, Twitter.com website. But I had somebody come back at me and say, oh, no, it, that, that's what it was. It was Yasmani Grandal. I said, after the Detroit series, this shows you how important Yasmani Grandal is to this lineup. And actually, I'm going to double down on this point right now just because I want to. Well, I think it's a fair statement. I don't care if you score five runs; it's how much you give up, and how much does Yasmani Grandal mean to your defense, Buzz? How much does y- Yasmani Grandal mean to the pitcher who's on the mound? And if you're scoring five runs and you're not winning ball games, something's gone wrong. It's your pitching or your defense. Okay. And Yasmani Grandal in those games may be a factor. So I here think- we go. Let's go. I think it's fair to say, just for everybody that does not know you personally, that you are not like me at all. You are the least homerish person I've ever met in my life. I, I don't know. I'm very homerish. You're 100% not. We can go back. We have fucking over 200 episodes to yeah, prove we that theory wrong. We do. I've, I've always wondered if I'm a Homer or if yeah, I'm not a Homer. Yeah, you're definitely not. So when you give somebody dap, I, I do believe that you believe that. It's not just because you like that player we can go into our group chats with nwi steve and johnny about okay. how you talk about the pitch framing and how poor mm-hmm. it is when yasmani grandal is not in yasmani grandal adds a lot to what we have here mm-hmm. on this squad i agree with you and i'll tell you something right now his fat you know how he gets on base it's effective when he started hitting it became even more effective like yes did you who you feel, I, I'm gonna be honest with you over the last three weeks of baseball when he was healthy, right? Who'd you feel more comfortable with at the plate, Jose Abreu or Yasmani? Yasmani Grandal every single fucking time. Just saying, that's what I'm saying. You're not a homer, so that he is very important to this squad. To watch him go down, nobody this... makes me feel better when Gad than when Gavin Sheets is up. Oh, you I know you're can... big, I know yes. you're Gavin Sheets guy, yeah, I know you are big Gavin Sheets guy. It's just like I said, man, you know, there. <laughs> I said this on the last episode we were on together before you and Steve did the Sheets episode. It's just, there are only so many hills you can climb. And right now, the Sox are looking at this All-Star break and only seeing three of our players going, which will be Lancelin, Carlos Rodon, and Liam Hendricks, all which are pitchers. This White Sox team has to be the happiest team within the MLB to see this break coming up. And that's just my opinion because now you got Yaz who just fucked his calf up today. He couldn't even walk off the field, which I'm not really happy about. I, 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 I hate shit like that. If your calf is that fucking bad called nine one one, I want you carted out of there. You know, seriously, I, I, it's just unbelievable to me. Get the fuck up, walk up off the field. I don't know. It's not, I'm not trying to be tough either. Everybody's chill. It's just like, come on, dude. Like you didn't even swing. Like if, if you're that bad, there's something completely wrong. I mean, that's he's, even... he's been, he's been battling through some stuff and you know, I mean, he was just out of the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I... you're, you're, you're shaking it for those who are listening to this in podcast form, Buzz is visibly upset.
1: I think money
0: Manny uh, Apparent calf injury. I hate – I'm not saying that he's not hurt. No, I'm not – I know you're not saying that he's not hurt. It's There's a, shit like that that drives me – like, I'm going to be you for – I'm going to throw a fit for a minute. Uh-huh. It's shit like that that drives me up a fucking wall, dude. Like, listen, sports Get this man are, a cart. Well, sports are not like everyday life, and I know that, and I respect that for sure. I am fucking nine, 155 pounds. I think, like, 70 of it's beer. Like, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that's what it is physical job, getting up and down. Like, dude, I, I have fucked myself up. I can barely get out of bed in the morning. I swear to God, just from physical labor, like, okay, just get up and walk off, man. Never show weakness. Because you are going very philosophical here. This might be the this might be your meatball take of the day. It might be, dude. Like, come, it doesn't change the fact that I love Yasmani Grandal. He might be the only jersey on this team. You know, I don't buy jerseys. He might be the only one I fucking buy for this team. That shit today drove me up a fucking wall, dude. It did. It drove me up a wall. Him could not. uh, You didn't swing. Like, if you fucked yourself up that bad, like you said, I want a cart. I'm like, what the fuck happened? That you're that hurt? Like ACL, MCL? What's what are we talking here? You don't know because tomorrow, and that's what scares me, man. That's me, what scares me. I'm gonna that, segue that, this. That, that's what scares me is that if he goes down like that, and like is back in the lineup tomorrow, like ah, uh, it's just it. He won't the be in same, the tomorrow, it's, I It's you. the same thing that you see, kind of with Yoan Mancada. It, it, you will not see him in the lineup tomorrow. We will not see Yasmani Grandal till after the all-star break. That's my opinion. I have I, no hope, s- I hope not. No, I don't, I don't, to to time Mankata, time. I don't even want to see him. I don't even want to see Mancada till after the all-star break. If Dude, not, he ripped the triple today and he, he ran no, through. He, he looked great doing it. Mancada looked fantastic today. Let's, let's, let's take a moment and talk about, I just you know, want everybody my, to be healthy. Yes. I want everybody to be healthy as well, but you need to win these ball games and they are very winnable ball games. Unfortunately, because of the the injuries that the White Sox staff has taken on Buzz, I just don't think that you can give guys like Yoan Moncada that extra rest day throughout the week and still continue to do that. I mean, we're down Jake Lamb right now. I mean, that's how bad this has gotten. If you're gonna fucking pronounce it, pronounce it right, please, it's Rake Lamb. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> J Clam. Jay um, Clam Rick Lamb. Okay. Shout out White Sox sell. Yeah. Jay Clam. Jay uh, but like uh, man, this game, if we if we want to tail back here for just a second, the Sox do get on the board in the sixth inning. Yeah. Yeah. But then like here's here's what really bothers me is that anytime the Sox seem to scrape back in these games, your but opponent they, comes back up they and give, just they give it back. fucking like puts it right back down your throat. You can't have that happen. You know what kills me about that, though? Ryan Burr has been pretty good. Yes, he and has. And the fact that he was the one that suffered from the Minnesota Twins' little rally they had there off of him, that really sucks, man. It does really suck. Because he's been really good. His fastball, his – his change, I mean, he has just been really good. If you go to Baseball Savant, I know a lot of people are, uh, you know, know about that website. There, it's very awesome. You can see like what he throws, how often he throws it, swings and misses, you know, effectiveness. Right, Ryan Burr has been very good with his fastball and his breaking shit since he's come up, and he's been decent. Really sucked tonight to see him the one that paid for the White Sox to, to just get fucked up in 34 pitches, man. It, it did. It did. It really hurt to see Ryan Burr be on the receiving end of that because he, he's the one guy that I've been very high on in this bullpen. And, you know, dude, to have that extra option to carry you through uh, a couple Big. of a week's stretch, and, and you wish that it would have lasted a little bit longer, we're obviously going to see how he responds – if we want to take this one with somewhat of a silver lining buzz, it's that we escape it with Cleveland losing. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah. you know, yeah. Ryan Burr doesn't become, you know, some sort of uh, in his own head here about how he cost the White Sox a, a game and, and goes through a tailspin. You want to see him come back in the next one and just continue his performance that he's shown thus far this season and respond well to this because he's really been untouchable so far this year. Yeah. it is. this is his first little bit of trouble that he's gotten himself into. So let's see how he comes back from it. I kind of know we've been bouncing around and like, I know we haven't done a show in two days and that's why we're kind of bouncing around, but it's, it's fun. It's just organic conversation. But like, you know what? I really like the most out of tonight with how the bullpen was used. I, I don't know about you. I'm going to let you touch on it. Obviously. I really like the crochet burr pairing and I felt confident with it. I don't know if you did, but I did. I felt confident with that pairing of guys. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, okay, let's see what the you know. uh, Crochet's sca- crochet scared me just a little bit this year. He's not the same dominant self that he was. We're not seeing the velocity. I agree. no, we're not seeing the velocity. We're not seeing the Garrett Crochet that scares me out of the bullpen. So I'd put him more in the middle of the road, kind but of what, like a last year pairing. Matt what about the pairing? The pairing's okay, but what I really wanted to see in this ball game, Buzz, and I'll okay. be honest with you, yeah, not is. Fair is the White Sox offense put Tony Larusa in the position to use bullpen a squad instead of going to Garrett Crochet or whoever else. I wanted fucking Michael Kopech to Liam Hendricks. That's what I wanted. And if you needed to bridge that, you'd go to Ryan Burr in a better situation in a clean inning with a lead where Ryan Burr can come out and say, I've got these motherfuckers instead of coming in there, trying to protect a ball game because you had you have not seen Michael Kopech pretty much all weekend. Liam Hendricks hasn't been used in full, in a few days. And if there's one thing we've learned about Tony Larusso's strategy so far, it's that if his team doesn't have a lead or isn't really feeling like they're in a ball game, he's not going to guys like Michael Kopech or Liam Hendricks if he doesn't have to have to. He's going to save those guys. So you start to see the same Matt fosters and Jace Fry's and Garrett Crochet's role out there because Garrett Crochet hasn't established himself enough to be on Tony Russa's A team right now. So you start to get this over and over again. So I feel good about that pairing. I wasn't feeling good about what I was seeing coming out of the bullpen tonight. And that's just a result of how the White Sox were playing. No, I mean that's fair. I just looked at it from the like, you know, from a grander scheme, I think. And I was like, man, I kind of like this. You know, I kind of like this pairing dynamic. Left hand lefty going to Ryan Burrow, who's just been fantastic. I I felt for a minute before Ryan got lit up that the Sox could get back into this one and make it happen. Um, uh, unfortunately, didn't it just didn't happen that way. Which which is whatever. You know, you can't like I said, you can't win them all. But going into the you know going into the next game, tone. I mean, thank God Cleveland lost. And I will you know, do you know Cleveland? I don't want you to look. Do you know what their record is over the last ten? Just like something like one and eight or two and eight. You already had it. It was one and nine. Two two and eight, one and nine, somewhere around there. So not good. No, and the White Sox over their last ten are not elite either. Okay. They're five and five. So this slump, okay, by Cleveland, I feel is why we're not panicking even more than we thought we would be right now. Because it is a major slump you're witnessing from Cleveland. Fair, fair. You've seen them really take uh, uh, just a step off the gas pedal. Uh, two games only, tone. Two games over five hundred for Cleveland right now. Yeah, they're they're not a good ball club. In fact, no. you could make some arguments that they should sell at the deadline. Um, if you're Cleveland here, so yeah. th- this this has been more frustrating to me because it was the chance for the White Sox. Now, and now think about it. if you won your last three games, you're talking about being what nine games up in the division yep. in mid July. Yeah. And that's, that's a, that's a just run away with it type lead at this point. Oh yeah. Because you have to go oh. through a series. something. and the White Sox, like you said, not, not great in their last 10. Um, you know, that goes back to what I said earlier. It all starts right here in your own division. Right. And you got to take care of business. So, While the White Sox, and and maybe this is a false sense of security, though, and that's why I'm scared. Because if you're the White Sox and you're maintaining this lead while playing, you know, 500 or maybe sub 500 baseball Mm -hmm. over your last, you know, 15 games, should you be worried? Should you be concerned about the AL East, the AL West? Should you be concerned about interleague play versus just riding it out content right now? Or what's the price going to be for an acquisition come the trade deadline versus today? Oh, right. I think we've talked about that in extent on this show. Right. Um, and, and you know what, dude, like we, we still feel like we don't know where we're at with, the uh, acquisition. You had a great article on, on about Trevor story. I had one about Adam Frazier a couple weeks ago. I wasn't sure what they were going to do. Um, obviously we talked about Cattell Marte last Basically, time. They don't here. seem rushed. I'll, now, I'll tell you that. Right. And, and when you bring up the AL East and you bring up interleague play and you're like, do they feel rushed? Are they content? You know what? Honest to god, tone. When you go up and down, and you look at the AL Central right now, I mean, yeah, the Sox are I'm not a little concerned bit a, about the AL Central. Right? They're in a fucking bind, right? The Sox are in a bind, but everybody else can't touch them anyway. And, and this is the B squad out there, so I, I feel like the White Sox will make something happen because they they will be they will win the division, but they will be scared about you know. Other getting into the playoffs, making shit happen. They're going to have to make an acquisition uh, unless everybody comes back healthy. But even then, if they do come back healthy, you're going to have your growing pains to get back in the lineup and all that bullshit. But right now, said and done, I, just, I feel like if you want to be a feared team, you need to get back where you were in oh, – what's it right now, July – uh, uh late part of may early june where you right. were just fucking everybody up mm-hmm. i mean no matter who came to you you were fucking them up and and that's where it needs to go back to because if it doesn't you're going to have a bad time but again there is a little bit of a safety net there with the with the break yeah you you've got a safety net right now like you said everybody's injured everybody's dealing with their stuff but i i want this team to continue to play at, an, at a more inspiring level of baseball. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Where the games are a little more entertaining. You're starting to get people on base early, score runs, give your pitchers leads to work with. The rotation's just a little bit more entertaining to watch. I think yeah. everybody's kind of yeah. at this point taken somewhat of a step back from where they were. But still, man, I I think that the White Sox should still be buyers. I, I want them to do something soon. I don't yep. think it's going to happen, though. No, I mean, uh, oh whoa! whoa. See, so you, <laughs> you you think they're not going to do shit? No, 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 not not right away. I oh, okay, think, I don't okay. think they're going to do something like tomorrow. How you, how you worded it had me for yeah. Me. No, oh, I don't okay. think they're going to do something tomorrow, but yeah. I, I think they should be buyers at the deadline. Don't know if it's exactly going to be something as. Sexy as we'd want it to be, it, it might be a, a Jeff Blum type move. Hey, Jeff Blum's is a fucking legend here. But it's they're, they're going to do something. They'll they'll add in some way, shape, or form. Oh, I mean, I think that your theory a couple weeks ago. I mean, who who would have thought? You know, I know it was all bullshit, and I, I want to shout out Jordan Miller. Uh, I know I shout him out all the time, but he was a guy that had the same thing, same thought process you did with uh, uh, Trevor Story. I mean, you can go back, what was it, four episodes ago? You were talking about, like, hey, why don't you take a flyer, move him to second base, you can play the infield, the magical's dead, so why not give it a shot, you know? And look what we hear today. Yeah. are you, Oh, I'm not. I'm sorry, not today, it was but ye- yesterday. It was yesterday. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a million different ways they can go about this. I will say one thing about Rick Hahn right now. All the people that are shitting on him for not making a move, and I, I, can, <laughs> I can give two fucks if I'm right or wrong. I just want my team to win. And I, I think that's why we do such a good job with socks on tap. I don't give a fuck if I'm right or wrong. But I give Rick Hahn 100% of the credit for not being a pussy and pulling the trigger too early. You know, I think that that's, that's a, a argument that could be won or lost. Yeah, hey, 100% could be. That's an opinion. Yeah, that, that's, that's your opinion, opinion on this. Argument. I'm still gonna. I'll go out and give another meatball take here. I I still think that Rick Hahn is very trigger shy. Oh, it could because be because of the Fernando Tatis deal uh, for James Shields. I think that that's the last time he was presented with a ball club that was in this situation, You're and that's wrong. the trade he fired off. And right now, like he's even called himself a dumbass for doing so. So, I mean, I, I feel like there's there's things that uh, Rick Hahn evaluates and from the experience that he learned on the job uh, that those things can burn you. And that's made him a more patient individual in right. dealing with situations. And like I like like you said, you're not wrong for So that's, that. that's why, yeah. that's why he didn't pull the deal for whatever it would have been for Escobar. If that included Zach Collins or whatever. So I can see that maybe this is where you call me more of a realist than a Homer. So I can, I can evaluate his side of this and say, if I'm in his shoes, here's how I'm going to look at it. But I can also still have that fan side to me that's like, hey, Rick, fuck you. Flags fly forever. I 100% agree with you. I 100% agree with you. I'm looking at something that I kept the same energy about. I want sustained success. I want championships. I refuse to accept somebody overpaying for Eduardo Escobar. I refuse that. I'm sorry. I, I refuse it. I, I'm going to bring on a guy. photoshopped him into a White Sox uniform. I know. It looked Somebody really good, did. Not, but, at not yeah. No, it looked really good. Great. They did great. No, I mean, it's good. they, they, did, first thing they didn't pull that picture from a few years ago. But, yeah. <laughs> no, it looked great. But, I mean, that's the thing, though, man. Like, yeah, Escobar can mash. You can you can hit a ton of homers. We need pop in the lineup. We know we do. Um, I might – going to drain my my fantasy team too which means he'd get injured right away and look (laughs) at he's injured already so um that's a big reason i mean this motherfucker didn't even need to get traded to the Sox tone it just needed to be said that he might get traded here and he almost dies i I don't fucking get it i mean it is what i don't know what to say but i'm glad and i could be wrong maybe you're right maybe it's your thought process where rick han is so gun shy he refuses to do anything or maybe this was a smart move to be like listen dude I'm in the Central right now. The Central blows. We're kicking ass. I'm going to ride it out until you're desperate to stop. We're kicking ass with our 5-5 and and our last 10 and struggling through road trips. That's the other thing. I've got my fan base excited about Brian Goodwin and Billy Hamilton. So, yes. So, like, okay, if you're Rick I I like that because – now I can I can segue that in my ADHD mind and come up with a whole new segment yeah. here for, for both of us. If you're Rick Hahn yeah. and you know how like you, you start out in MLB the show and they give you objectives. Oh, they gave, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. They give you like GM objectives. Like yeah. what if Rick Hahn's GM objectives were to get the fan base excited about like a low cost signing? Like that could have been one of his Jerry objectives from the owner like get people excited about Billy Hamilton or Rick Han Ryan Goodwin yeah <laughs> yeah Ryan Goodwin like Rick Hahn yeah. just scored so many bonus points for doing that that's it's 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 crazy to think but like those are things that like Rick Han could actually like put on his performance evaluation report at the end of the year and be like I signed Billy Hamilton and I sold X amount of dollars worth of Billy Hamilton merchandise I love it's crazy that we, to think, but like, I love that. You like, said, let's go I, that deep. I love that you said that because, like, how funny would that be if that was real life? But <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, you know, I, I think the objective for him, if I had to go into it, and I'd be like, okay, we're 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 killing the show right now. This is what it is. He had to turn this team from a, a, a zero into a hero, mm-hmm. and right now, listen, we we want the ring. We'll talk about how Tony much fun Russo wants another ring? Well, 100%. That's the only reason why he's here. Jose um, Abreu wants a ring. I'm sure he does. You and I as fans? Yes, do we have a great time together with all of our friends at the ballpark or tailgates that we throw? Yes, yeah. of course. But what do we want more ultimately than anything? We want a ring. I want to I want to drink World Series victory beers. Boys. Right. That's what and, I want to do. I think he's on the way there and I think the fact that he might be a little gun shy. Might be a good thing. Because might be like a you, bad thing too. hundred percent might be. But we have to give them the benefit of the doubt until we hit this trade deadline. This is the first year, besides last, that we were super competitive for. And supposedly the Rangers wanted way more than Dane Dunning for Lance Lynn. And Lance Lynn has been one hell of an acquisition. So if he just got him really for Dane Dunning and some fucking throw in and he's being patient here and he can make something happen. Yes, absolutely. If he doesn't make anything happen and we falter out like we did last year, then I'm ready to bitch. Well, I think that, uh, you know, there's, there's two sides to that, man. There's, there's player performance, there's manager performance, there's, there's all that that goes on in the field, and sometimes you just get beat in the game of baseball. Oh, yeah. That's what happens. It's your so, favorite saying, you know, baseball's a weird sport. Baseball's a weird sport. So I, all, all we can judge Rick Hahn on is you know, his abilities and moves to make the White Sox in the best position to win baseball games. Yeah. And as of right now, the way that the injury bug has bitten this team. Oh, it's so unfair. The way that yeah. the team has responded and the yeah. way that they've continued to play yeah. and and keep themselves in first place by a wide margin yeah. has been good. Mm-hmm. But is it the best and that's up to everybody to discuss and argue and yeah. us to chat back and forth about. Yeah. I would say, from my personal seat, no. The White Sox are not in the best position to win baseball games right now. There are additions that can be made nope. to make the major league squad win more. It's Rick Hahn's job to decide whether or not my concerns are even valid
1: at, oh, a, no, at a cost no, rate. So
0: that's one hundred percent fair, Tone. Because, like, I like the fact that you came out and, and you said that you think that there's moves that can be made that improve this team to help you win. You're not. Throwing bullshit, unrealistic trades no, I'm not, out there. I'm not, not doing. I'm not throwing bullshit, unrealistic but trades. But I out do. There. That's Obviously, where I do agree cost. with you, though. I, I agree with you. There's a cost, but that's not our job to figure out what it right. is. Right. That's it's his. So right. And we'll sit back here and evaluate it however we see fit. <laughs> right. And I, I agree with what you're saying. Like there, like dude, there's a move he can make somewhere that will help this team. 100. percent Oh, he could give an exorbitant amount of cost for whatever player right now. You well, like can Yeah, I mean it's it's hit or miss because the capital the White Sox have right now prospect-wise is not great, to Bob. Yes, but, but there are some intriguing options that you might be able to make a a piece that is very complementary that will help you Gain W's right now. Yeah, uh, uh, you you could bring that here, but I mean, again, I don't know what the market looks like either. Right, and that's what I mean. I, that Rick Han, his job is to go out and evaluate what that is. Yeah, evaluate. You know, he sees the same things we do. Yeah, he knows that there's moves that he can go out there and make. Is that going to jeopardize the future? Is that going to jeopardize this year potentially? Because you could go give Andrew Vaughn to another ball club right now. They'll give you something. Oh yeah, it's gonna help you. I'll tell you what, man. He's a guy I really don't want to. I don't want to move him. I don't want to move Gavin Sheets. Like you can ask me all these questions, and you're like, okay, is no. I don't want to move Gavin Sheets. Uh, I don't mind moving Gavin Sheets. I don't want to move Gavin Sheets. Um, (laughs) We could do this for the next three hours. (laughs) No, Um, we're not going to. We could if you wanted to. Your Um, jersey's on the way. I ordered it for you already. I hope you did. I'll wear it every day. Um, you know, he, Rick Hahn can go out there and give some of these guys to another team and they're gonna give you back a, a second baseman or a reliever, somebody that's gonna help you. Yeah. He's in the tough spot because th- there's no winning here. I nope. like every prospect we have. I also wanna win ball games and Rick Hahn should trade to win. And I don't wanna give anybody up either. You know, that's, it's a tough crowd to please. Oh no, no, dude. It's if I, Like I said, where you're at right now, it's very hard. You're, you're sitting up, you're six games above a uh, uh, second place. You're one, you know, went away from 50 and you'll be like the, I think the third team that reaches it the quickest or the fourth team that gets to 50, the quickest out of the, out of everybody in the MLB. I mean, you have a, a bunch of opportunities uh, in front of you that keep presenting themselves mm-hmm. now. What door can you open uh, that helps you reach the ultimate goal? Or what door do you open that, like you said, makes you gun shy and makes you regret the next 10 years of what you did? And and unfortunately for him, that's a very tough spot that he needs to get to. I think that, you know, I, I'm going to double back, not double down, double back a little bit over when I said I was not worried about the bullpen about two weeks ago and maybe thinking that we need a right-handed arm in there. I, I think that that might be – now what's more – what's it to you, though? What's more important? You you need some more pop. You need another batter. You need a fucking arm. Well, here's, here's – here's, you, you bring up the doors. Like here's the Rick Hahn dating show. Door number one is James Shields, right? So what do you do? Door, door number one is James Shields. Door, and and Rick doesn't know door number, door number two. And I'm thinking about, you know, deadline acquisitions that – eventually play a part in a World Series winning team. And I'm thinking, you know, 2016 Cubs or Aldous Chapman. Let's take all the off-the-field stuff away from this. But door number one is James Shields for Fernando Tatis. We see how that worked out. Door number two is Aldous Chapman for Bar Torres, a guy that has, has done okay in his Major League career. No, that's fine, but yeah. Here, here's here's a piece that actually helps you win. Yeah, and We're not talking positions. But you got door number one and door number two. What You don't know. Oh, you don't again, know. Like we talked about, the, I talked about this with Steve last time. Steve, and I were on, I said like, you know, I am so glad I'm not in that position. And he goes, well, you'd be a millionaire. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, but I'd also be, like, fucking thrown out to pasture if I fucked up, too. Right. I I, I thought that was a good comparison here. because It know, is. No, it's fantastic because it's, what the fuck door do you open? What door I don't do you know. open? Here's do Here's two trade offers for the same players. I got a starting pitcher who's got major league experience, veteran, good clubhouse guy, has been there, done that. Here's your closer, lockdown. Yeah. You know, Glabar Torres, Fernando Tatis, I feel like – Fernando Tatis was even less recognized than Clay Bar Torres was at the time of, of, of the trades that were made for both or, both organizations. Yeah. So take prospect X and prospect Y and go, try and go get some peace. It's it doesn't always pan out the way you think because either that prospect's going to overperform or underperform what his expectations were in whatever organization versus here's the performance of somebody who's tried and true. Can they maintain that or do they fall the fuck off the face of the earth? Yeah. That's a lot to evaluate. Dude, it is. And it's really hard to even fucking come up with an opinion uh, uh, just around what you just said, because I just don't know what they do. And, and you know what, dude, with all the injuries and shit, you don't even know what ladder to start climbing or what door to open or what avenue to travel down. It's just, it's absolutely insane to me. Um, I feel like we got a lot of good conversation in about that. I know we didn't break down this game a lot, but I'm going to break down, not break down the second game, but I'm going to get in the second game here. It was it was a little rough, obviously, this weekend. We just talked about the loss that we suffered today with Dylan Cease on the mound. We do have our all Star which feels very good to say. Um, And I do not flex very often, but I will take my flex right now, and I know my boy will have my back since I've known him. I've been a Carlos Rodon man since Sox on Tap has started. I've always liked Carlos Rodon. I am so happy to know that he will be an American League All-Star this year because if there's one man that deserves it on this team, it is definitely Carlos Rodon. He'll be on the mound tomorrow against – Ah, this motherfucker, <laughs> Jose. I hate this son of a bitch. Jose Marios is on the mound again, 67 and two with a uh, 3.52 ERA, 94 and in two third innings pitch. There, he has struck out 96, walked 24, let up 11 long balls against our all star, Carlos Rodon, who is six and three, 2.37 ERA. 83 in two third innings pitch there. He has struck out 122, walked 26, let up seven long balls. Um, if there's anybody to get the socks back on track against Minnesota, it's Carlos Rodon, in my opinion. Uh, pitching-wise, I don't really worry about Carlos Rodon. His shit has been fire all year. And I and as much as I hate the, and again, this will be another episode that we can break <sighs> down one day, but the X batting average, you know, the expected batting average and the expected ERA, like all Ex-loba. that. Woba. Yeah, I can give two fucks about that shit. Carlos Rodon has been fucking dope all year, and I feel like people have gotten lucky hitting off of him. Yeah, has every pitch been great? No, but again, he's a human being. That's what happens. He's been great. If anybody can turn around, I think it's Carlos Rodon. I think it starts tomorrow. I agree with you, man. I I love Carlos Rodon. I think that he can get this team back on track, but it's not just going to be Carlos Rodon and Carlos Rodon himself. It's going to be on the offense. I love when Carlos Rodon pitches with the lead. We talked about this earlier today uh, with with the Dylan C start, and we've talked about this numerous times on the show. I love when this White Sox offense, especially when they're away in the games that they win, Seems to start out with some early leads. Give your pitcher the ability to come out there in the bottom of the first inning with a lead. Yeah. Go out there and do that, and you can get a more calm and relaxed Carlos Rodon who who has just, fuck you, shit. I I think that's the best way to put it at this point in time. Carlos Rodon reaching back in, like, the fifth, sixth inning of a ball game and hitting 100 miles an hour is the coolest and toughest shit. It like I, I love Lance Lynn, but Buzz Carlos Rodon reaching back for hundred miles an hour, like post one hundred pitches this year. I've never seen has been like it. one of the coolest things I've yeah. seen from a White Sox team in a long time. So, dude, I agree. I, I can't I can't understate this enough. He's got that fuck you, dude, shit right now. Yeah, he, he's, he's got that. And if you give this man a lead, you will win a ball game. Yep. All you got to do. That's all I've got to say. Give all this you, man a yep. lead. You will win a ball game. That's Carlos Rodon, 2021. A Re, Resign the man too while you're at it. Oh, absolutely. They need to. And uh, you know what? I, I honestly, I know we'll get into this in the future. I think that Carlos Rodon does what the Sox did for him and gives them a little bit of a, uh, a, a break. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, I think that it happens. We'll talk more about that on a Sunday fun day or whatever. But yeah, no. If there's anybody I feel more comfortable with taking the mound tomorrow, it's 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 Carlos Rodon, and hopefully he can make some shit happen and and you know get the Sox back in the win column after a three game losing streak against shit ass teams and the <laughs> teams that <laughs> shit ass and they're in our division, so we need to we need to pick it up tomorrow. Tone, we get the All Star break coming up. You need to go in there strong. That's I, don't what you like do. the, I don't like the all-star break before we go any further buzz. Like yeah. is the all-star break one of the hardest weeks for you to get through as a human? Well, yeah, it sucks. I don't have what I want uh, <laughs> content baseball wise, you know, to watch games. Cause you know, I got the package. I'm always watching. Well, like I'll watch um, the home run Derby. Cause that's one of my favorite nights in America. Me too. Yeah, me too. And then after, after that, it's, like, so hard to get through. Oh, yeah. No, it's terrible. I think the MLB can do a little bit of a better job. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll do something, um, you know, uh a, tap related. have a wiffle ball game. Right. We'll broadcast it for everybody and, to watch. But I, I am a sucker, besides for the Pro Bowl, which is in the NFL. I am a sucker. For, yeah, it's whack. Time. Um, yeah, I am a sucker for the NBA and the MLB All-Star Weeks. I'm just a sucker for it. I don't know if it's because I grew up with it or not. I'm not sure. I just love it so much. And did I, you Did you go in 2003? Yeah, my dad brought me. You went to the All-Star Game? Yeah. So I went to the Fan Fest. I missed the All-Star Game. I mean, I was I, I, I was I, in like eighth mm, – wait a minute. We were in like seventh grade.
1: Somewhere. Yeah, no, you're right.
0: Seventh. Yeah, sixth or seventh, right there. Yeah. Yeah. I went to I went to the Fan Fest at McCormick Place. Yeah. And like I won a bunch of MLB showdown cards. I like I've I loved that game when I was a kid. I don't know if you remember those. They were like baseball cards where you could play a game with them. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Dude, I, I won I won some like live game in there, hitting a home run, rolling this giant 20 sided dice. Um, with Troy Glouse of the uh, the Angels at the time, um, and I won a bunch of free shit, and it was the coolest thing ever. And that that was my All Star Week experience as a kid. I've 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 loved that ever since. Um, but just lately, as an adult, like I can't tune into the All Star Game. I've oh. lost complete. You sound like my dad. My dad hates it too. I, I, I I've <laughs> lost complete. Uh, desire to watch the All Star Game just because it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yes, old man yells at cloud doesn't mean anything anymore. I loved as a, as a kid that it meant something and that it determined World Series you home know, field advantage. And I thought that it was just a weird quirk of baseball. They're like no other cool. sport had. I guess I never really cared if it had to do with like them getting a home field advantage for the, or home field, whatever, for okay, the was, world series. I just it. love the bragging rights aspect of it. Yes. Like what is the, and, 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 and even within, especially being within Chicago, right? Like just being within friends of yours, like, yo, oh, the yes. AL just beat the fuck out of your NL. N-O. Like, yes. what's, up, what's up? What's up? You know, like, that's how I always felt. I still kind of carry that now where I talk a little shit. I'm like, dude. I don't feel like it's as as great. Like, there's like in in Twitter. I don't know. Maybe there's just not enough like AL NL hate amongst Cubs and Sox fans. But I felt I felt the same thing you did in school growing up, where like my Cubs fans friends and I on the playground would talk some smack about who was going to win the All Star game. Yeah, and you cheer and you would cheer for like. I mean, think about it now. Like we hate Nelson Cruz. But we cheer for him in the All-Star game because guess what? He's in Correct. the A- he's in the EL. So like my league is better than your league, fucker. Right. And this is what we have to deal with all the yeah. time. My Nelson well, Cruz is better than your Alfonso Soriano, 100%. Fuck you. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's playground eighth grade talk for 100% like to Tony on tap here. 100%. And like now in my life, like I still enjoy the game. But, like, hypothetically say the Minnesota Twins pull it out their ass, they make it to the World Series. I I do not want – I will cheer for any NL fucking team over them. I don't care who the fuck it is. I don't – I hate the Twins. I fucking hate them. There's no chance that's I want that a, That's It's an interesting development in your life and my life as well when it comes yeah. to baseball. So I used to have this allegiance, and maybe it was just I hated the Cubs more than I do now. I don't know. I still hate the Cubs a lot, though. I don't. I hate. I don't like the Cubs either. And like, and you know what? Like, drives me nuts. Is like, Juice and I have been best friends for years. And and anybody listening to this podcast that has followed me knows who Juice is. I, he does Cubs on tap. Uh, he's a huge Cubs fan. See, he I is, didn't make any Cubs fans friends until I met Ron Luce. He's never been. I I didn't have any White Sox fan friends. Everybody liked the fucking Cubs around here. Um. And Ron Luce is a Sox fan. No, yeah. I, I, that's why I was confused why he said his name like that. Um, I, I, was, I always thought he was a Sox fan as well. But, like, Juice never really give, gave a shit about what, like, what, the, what the Sox did. We never really had that, like, rivalry on who was, like, whatever, who was better or not. It's just, like, as I got into Twitter and shit and, like, you know, I'll shout out a dude that is a good follow. He's a nice guy. His name is Greg Braggs but he was he was busting the Sox balls about, like, oh, well, you guys are carrying L flags everywhere. It's like, dude, like, grow the fuck up. Like, no, they're doing it in Milwaukee. I guarantee you, any diehard Sox fan right now, as much as they don't like the Cubs, is fucking more worried and talking more shit about Cleveland and Minnesota than anybody else because I don't give a fuck about any other team. I think there's a way to just separate the rivalries of it. And as we we talk about this in a Minnesota sense, Minnesota has been on our ass for the last few years and has been the team to beat, but Cleveland this year has also laid some stake in, in the White Sox. And if there's another team that I really hate right now, and it doesn't even have to do with the cheating, it was more or less the ass beating they handed to us. Yeah. We're talking about rivals the Houston Astros. Oh. I can't wait for them to roll through the rate in July because that series, I don't know if I've been more pissed off as a White Sox fan watching the White Sox just bend over and take it to the Houston Astros. But like certain teams you get up for. I feel like I'm always going to get up for the uh Chicago Cubs no matter no matter what it is. I'm always going to get up for the minnesota twins because tory hunter and max kepler just grind my gears fucking joe mauer Mauer, dude the cleveland indian pitching factory of shane bieber makes me want to puke my brains out but right now like the team that i want to beat in the american league to prove a point is the houston astros that's who i want right now that's if there is one team that i want to come for it's the Houston Astros, and I want them destroyed. You're not going to to wait long, bud. Trash can demolition night, and that brings me into a perfect segue. We're going to be throwing a trash can demolition night, socks on tap tailgate for the Saturday game against the Houston Astros, Buzz. Maybe we'll have a piñata out there that's a trash can, and we can take our, take our bats and, and destroy a trash can. What do you think about that? Oh yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fuck some shit up when that happens on the weekend of July seventeenth. Uh, socks on tap boys will be out there. Um, whoever wants to come and join, go ahead. Tony and I will be driving the buzz truck down uh, with the grill in the back. Uh even maybe my new brickstone for my birthday. Oh, oh my God. We'll see what happens. If I get one, I hope I get one. Jamie, if you're listening to this, please, that's what I want. Um, so subliminal <laughs> advertising through the hey, podcast. If she's, if yeah. if you're, if you're you proud of me for that, if your wife tuned into this show for all 57 minutes and 48 seconds, uh, that we're at right now, um, and listen through the whole thing and get to that grill. Just because you listened to the show, yeah, and that's the only time you've ever mentioned that correct yeah and I've never said it you yeah. never said that before no. I'd be impressed uh, i'm I'm glad I'm glad I impressed you but yes that that's when we'll be out there but I mean damn tone, we went about an hour we've had some great conversation why don't we choose our picks to click for tomorrow I already gave the pitching matchup you know the, everybody's getting ready to go back to work here uh give them a nice you know uh informative, fun podcast. Give ready to click. go back to work. I'm cracking another beer. I, I actually, believe it or not, dude, I'm out. That was my last one. I got to hit the record <laughs> score. Um, but I am going to take none other than Yohan Mankata. He won one for five tonight. I think he gets a multi-hit game tomorrow. That's who I'm taking. You can take Yohan Mankata all day. I'm sticking with my guy, Gavin Sheets. How many games – is there a fucking rule against this? No, there is. I I thought it was you can't take a player multiple times, but I have a permanent Gavin Sheets pick to click here, Buzz. That's fine. Permanent Gavin Sheets. We're rolling with Gavin Sheets tomorrow. He's going to go yard or do something great for the White Sox. Gavin Sheets, my guy, I'm going to do this pick to click until a Gavin Sheets jersey is resting on my back, and then I'll continue to do it from there on. Fourth, don't trade Gavin Sheets, Rick Just don't do it. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, I will tell everybody tomorrow. Usually I say that it's going to be some variation of the Sox on Tap Crew. It will be Tony and I. We'll be back tomorrow, hopefully, after the White Sox beat the Twins. Tony, you got anything else before we ride out here in the sunset? I didn't know it was going to be you and I, but I guess I'll take it and say it's going to be you and I. Um, Isn't it? I think so. Maybe. We'll see.
1: <laughs> we'll so see. Like, it's been like last it, week.
0: It's been an hour, um, Buzz. Fun show. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's go get a win tomorrow. I'm yeah. sick and tired of talking about losses. Yeah. Uh, if you if you're just tuning into this one, uh, be sure to go back and check the weekend coverage. Uh, Duke from Bears on Tap made his debut over the weekend. Uh, if you're a Bears fan, go follow him. Go follow Bears on Tap. Uh, he did an excellent show breaking down a terrible loss to Detroit. Uh, well, welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the crew. Uh, he's starting to pay his dues, yeah, uh, as yeah. they say over here. Uh, but Buzz, great to be back on the mic with you. Cheers. Happy Fourth of July weekend to yep. everybody. Hope you got to enjoy family, friends, barbecue, fireworks, all the good stuff. Um, let's go White Sox and White Sox forever. Absolutely. Before I say my White socks forever, be sure to go on tapsportsnet for our Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Sox on Tap and on Tap Sportsnet. Following Tone Bone at Tony on Tap. Follow me at Buzz on Tap. Five-star rating and review anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Check out Grandstand on socials at Grandstand socks. GrandstandSox.com, or if you're down by the ballpark, go to Grandstand and get yourself some awesome White Sox gear. We'll be back tomorrow. It'll be me and Tony after we beat the shit. After, after, after we beat the shit out of the Twins. Speak it into existence. Gavin Sheets. God damn it. <laughs> White Sox for <laughs> White Sox forever. <laughs> White Sox forever.